Welcome to the Ringer NBA show. We are taping this on a Tuesday morning, West Coast time, early Tuesday afternoon, East Coast time. And uh, thanks to everyone for supporting all of the new Ringer podcasts. We have The Watch, Keep, Keeping It 1600, the Ringer NBA show, and the Ringer NFL show. And as of this morning, we were one, two, five, and six on iTunes. That was phenomenal. I know that's not going to last, but it's nice to uh, get supported, to get subscribers, to get the word spread. And since we're here, I should mention... Any Given Wednesday, my new HBO show, launching June 22nd on HBO. And we're going to have some announcements, too, about the uh, launch of The Ringer. So stay tuned for that. But right now, we want to do a quickie NBA pod because Stephen Curry was unbelievable last night. And tonight's OKC San Antonio game, the stakes are just uh, overwhelming. I'm suffocating. I can barely breathe. Joe House, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. These, these playoffs right now... I think we can say this. They are fully erect. <laughs> they're engorged. They're, they're, they're fully engorged. So, I mean, I don't know if we call it throbbing, but holy cow. I think How about the it, little spate of games we've had here? I think we could call it throbbing. Let's, let's, uh, let's start with Curry because last night on the East Coast, and I'm glad Barkley brought this up in the postgame show because um, normally Barkley and Kenny would have killed that show. But it was like two in yeah. the morning TNT time, and they were a little groggy, so they just kept babbling about how unbelievable the game was. Uh, but I thought they captured how incredible that was. And ironically, Shaq had the best point. Shaq made the point that what was incredible about what Curry did was that he hadn't played basketball for two and a half weeks. And I don't think people understand how hard it is to just jump back into a basketball game that is at warp speed and to do that, usually it takes like, I don't know, one game, two games, whatever, to get used to the speed, to get your lungs back, all that stuff. And he did all of it in two and a half quarters. It was incredible. First of all, did you stay awake for it? When I got home at like 11.45, I hadn't really eaten anything. I was hungry. I sat down, yeah. and I made myself a whole chicken, and I was able to watch the entire second half from like, you know, uh, 11.45 to one thirty. You made yourself a whole chicken at eleven forty-five at night, East Coast time. I think it's okay if you if if you're going to eat late, go protein. What go a, I lean mean, protein. I can't imagine a better Joe House night. A full chicken. Oh, it was and a great Steph night. Steph Curry pulling a full chicken on the entire Portland Trailblazers team, and you know a, a few things jumped out. One was that Portland was really overachieving the whole series. I mean, they really only played two bad quarters in four games, and was going toe-to-toe with them, and guys like Aminu and Plumlee were, were kind of playing above themselves. Even Lillard and McCollum, who weren't making shots last night, they were still competing at a really high level. I liked how they were playing. And Curry, when he got going in the overtime, it it, it kind of, it not only did it kill the crowd, it kind of discombobulated the Blazers, which is like the last level of NBA greatness when... You're playing so well that you actually freak out the other team. Like they complete the Blazers completely fell apart. It was like they were like, "Oh my god, we can't get to that level." And that that was it. It was over. That's right. And 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 you know, uh how that's the only natural response. The Warriors have been doing that all season long. They won 73 games right. that way. They discombobulated everybody that they played. And by the way, to your point, all credit to 
um, the Blazers, they have two players. I know. They have two, like, real, you know, guys that can have the ball in their hands and then a whole bunch of guys that, God bless them, have been playing their asses off. And, and you know, here they are in the second round going toe-to-toe with uh, a team that I, I'm, I'm expecting to be in the finals this year. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm, you know... They have <laughs> yeah, speechless. They have two guards and a bunch of ninth, tenth, and eleventh men, and I think Aminu has played better than that, but he's yeah. still on a really good team. If he was on, I don't know, the Cavs, maybe OKC, he'd get playing time. But that it's somebody that is pretty hit or miss, and he yeah, kind of rose to very, the occasion. He's like a defensive specialist, yeah, who occasionally makes some threes and. I thought he went to another level, but the crowd was great, and Curry seemed off. Like he understandably was a little rusty, and all of a sudden the switch went on. You know, it was great. Yeah, I think there was like forty. It didn't seem like he was off. He was off. He didn't seem off. He was off. Yeah, he hadn't he played just, in two weeks, and he was a little tentative, and you could see like he he wasn't going a hundred percent with his legs yet, and then he kind of ramped yeah. it up. But um, that's right. They ran a great play. They're down three. I think there was like maybe 45, 50 seconds left in regulation. Coming out of a timeout, Curry rolling around a double screen, going barreling to the hoop. It seemed like he was going to do a layup, and Harrison Barnes was making it seem like he was going to set a pick for Clay Thompson. And then he started popping out for the three right as Curry was passing it to him. It was was beautiful, and then Barnes made the three. But one of the things I like about this Warriors team is they'll run huge plays for guys that aren't Curry and Thompson, which I think you have to do. That's what Oklahoma City did on uh, on Sunday, I think in game three. They Or maybe game, no, it was game two. It, it, was, it was game, oh, okay. Ga- game two, they ran one of the biggest plays of the game for Waiters. Remember, Waiters hit that three in the yes. corner? Yes, 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 yes. And he had a, he had really a shot to- the whole half. Yeah, and I was. I thought you were gonna. I was gonna correct you and and help you. I thought you were talking about Game Four, where well, they, they were too. so em- emphatic about getting Adams involved, which right. is something like, oh, what a revelation! We're four games into this. Maybe maybe we should get Stephen Adams some touches. Um, hold that thought because I want to talk about that series. If if yeah, I felt like historically, Golden State had to win last night. I think to have three losses in the first two rounds. Like, if their path is to go all the way and win the championship, go back-to-back, Curry, back-to-back MVPs, 73 wins plus 16 in the playoffs, you get to 89 total, which nobody has done before, obviously. Um, And you just start looking back at the season 20 years from now. Those Losing twice to this Portland team wouldn't have been great, even if Curry, you know, missed one of the games. And... I just like that they rose to the occasion, and Curry basically said, he just basically announced to the team, we're not going 2-2. I'm not letting this happen. And there was real greatness, and I think this team has real greatness, and I think they're going to beat anybody in these next couple of rounds, even the Cavs. I know the Cavs, I mean, the Cleveland fans have, they're convinced everyone's against them. I get it, but um, the East is just bad. I love the Cavs. Yeah, they've been playing great, but the East is terrible. The East is terrible. I love eight and zero though. Eight and zero is putting it on the it's table. Eight and zero is taking it out. That's a that's a that's a loaf unroller. They whipped them out. Yeah, the they're purple loaf. It. The purple loaf has been whipped <laughs> out by the Cavs. <laughs> that's they, they're putting it right on the table. And all this rest they're getting now. Yeah. Um, while Toronto and Miami play every single game into overtime. But look, here's the, the true testament to greatness uh, that that 
apply, you know, uh, the Warriors deserve. Um, did you at any point think they were going to lose that game last night? I did when uh, I thought they might lose when they were down three coming out of the timeout. And I think Curry, either the previous possession or two possessions before, had taken a really bad three from like 30, 30 feet and missed it. It and, barely hit the front of the rim. And I, what I was thinking in my head was they're going to try to force a play to Curry. And I don't know. He might be too rusty and he might just miss and they might lose. And holy shit, this series might be 2-2. And I don't understand it because this Portland team, I went to game two Clippers Portland and it was like the Clippers were going to sweep Portland. It was over. They were they were killing them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, this Portland team has a chance to basically make this a best of three. I don't understand. Like their guards aren't even playing well. And uh, and then the Warriors laid the smackdown. We should mention Clay Thompson is turning into a top three or four two way player. Like the stuff he was doing the Lillard last night. Every shot he was just hounding that dude. You know he's so good defensively well, the, now. It's such a big help to his size advantage to go along with the speed that he possesses at the moment, you know. He, yeah. He's a big dude. He's a legit 6'7", I think even uh, in socks, you know. They're, they're, I saw the story recently about how everybody ratchets up or down their height depending on what they want people to believe. But he, I think he's a real 6'7". And he's also big physically. And uh, I, I, I didn't love um, Scott Foster's performance last night. But oh, the my God. Did, did let them play a little physical. They, they were... I thought um, the Warriors were able to be a little physical on on defense, yep. and that was very helpful against Dane. Clay has been one of the five best players in the playoffs. I'm looking it up right now. Twenty six point six points a game, and he's ta- he's taking ten threes a game in the postseason. He's making forty six percent of them. Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah really I, I would have agreed with ends. you. Didn't even have to look it up. Yeah, he was really busting his ass, and obviously Draymond was incredible last night. It was a, just a classic Draymond game, and An, another classic Draymond game. So, they you know they'll finish in five. They'll get to watch the Spurs and Thunder just beat the living shit out of each other now for these next three games, and uh, I. I felt this way after Game Four, and I guess it's just the way I'm going to feel the rest of the series. It feels like there's real history happening with this series in a bunch of different ways. Like Duncan's done, you know. I I was talking to one of our friends last night who I won't name, and we were saying like we went to Duncan's last great game last year in that Clippers series. It was like his last. Well, you know what? His last awesome. I don't want to put a. I don't want to put a you know get the shovel out quite yet. He's done in this series. He he cannot be competitive in this series. It's just a, a terrible no, matchup he, he for, has, what, for his skill set. They, you know, he'll have a, a a couple moments left. I'm just saying he's done as an impact guy. Like that. Okay. My last Grantland column actually was about Duncan and how that – because at that time we thought he was going to retire. Um, uh-huh. But the fact that they didn't play him in crunch time when uh, – what's his face? Donovan – finally realized that he should be playing Canner and, and Adams together down the stretch, especially when Canner is engaged like that. You just got to ride him because that guy is actually talented. Um, yep. And the fact that the Spurs kept Weston, I thought was a rare Popovich mistake. I, I, I'm just, 
David West, I know That's he made a couple I know he made a couple plays in game three, but I don't know if that's the right guy for crunch time in this series for them. I, I, especially like a couple times he got matched up defensively against Iran. It was just a nightmare. And uh, I don't know. Well, it's man. only a nightmare because it's against Durant. Like Duncan's not going to do better against them. Right. But I'm saying if they're going to play Adams and Cantor together and Timmy's not out there, then that makes me think Pop thinks Timmy might be uh, – have, have a little he can't keep up. up with either one of those guys. He should be able to keep up with Cantor. I don't think that's a, that's a pop mistake. I don't think Pop's wrong about that. Wait, he can't keep up with Cantor? I don't think he can keep up with Cantor. Cantor's great in the low post. So who would you play? West. I don't. I didn't oh, have any problem play. with the lineup. Ugh. I don't know. The, 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 to me, look, here, I, here's I, the I thing. I don't love West. I, I don't think they if, – if West is playing crunch time, I think that's a real red flag. I don't. I don't think he can. No, you. I don't like him. I don't like him against this Thunder team. You said it thirty seconds ago. Durant was killer. That's the difference. Here's the thing, and this is. Uh, I, I did a little research. Um, you hit me up, saying, "Hey, let's do some some pod and let's talk about this OKC team a uh, team a little bit." This is the best version of OKC right now under these circumstances and this iteration where. Kevin Durant is the alpha dog. Kevin Durant scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter is the best version of Oklahoma City. So why did that happen? But why did that happen? Because Russell Westbrook is 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 at the moment in the, in the previous two games 15 for 49. But why else did it happen? But why else did it happen? Because well, Westbrook. I don't know. What are you getting at? Because Westbrook laid back in that game, and that was one of the only he, times we've seen him do that. He actually. Instead he needs of, to. I, but did, were you confident? First of all, that was one of the most fascinating halves of basketball I've watched in a while because in the third quarter, the body language was so snippy on that OKC team. And Westbrook really seemed out of control. And we felt that way with him before, but it really seemed like he was just going to screw up the entire series for them. Donovan sat him for a while, right? And they, and they got, they got their mojo move. back with Foy. And waiters and Canner hit a three, and all of a sudden they kind of, and then Durant started to get hot, and Westbrook came back in. And I specifically remember thinking, like, he's going to fuck this up for them. This is this is going to be where Westbrook shoots them out of the game, out of the series, and Durant's going to leave. That's what's at stake right now. And to his credit, laid back, Durant just killed them. He and Durant, there you go. Didn't you see everything there you wanted? You go. To, didn't you see everything you wanted from Durant in that game? That's what I loved yes, about that game. Yes, of course. This so is the great. point I'm making. Yeah, I'm with That's, you. This is the best version. This is how they're going to beat the Spurs if they beat the Spurs. It's it's Russell Russell Westbrook as facilitator while he figures out what's going on with his with his shot. His over aggressive approach, 15 for 49, is not good. Okay, he but, set up Stephen Adams. For that pick and roll, that was unstoppable. But Go ahead. I think here's my fear: if I'm a if I'm a Thunder fan, I think that was in the moment. I think going into Game Five, here's my fear: is Russell Westbrook spending the last two days going, "Well, Durant said this in Game Four, and now it's my turn." If he's saying that, they're screwed. If he's saying we found the recipe. KD's got, we got to ride KD and I have to be a facilitator. I think they can win the series. If he's saying to himself, 
KD did it in game four. Now it's up to me in game five. It's my turn. They're screwed. I really think that. Well, that that's 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 going to be fascinating, right? We and we won't know until halfway through the fourth quarter which version of Russell we're going to get. We didn't because, know in you know, game four. Might... I, even with Durant as red hot as he was, weren't you waiting for Westbrook to be like, okay, now I'm going to get hot? But he didn't. And he didn't. That's right. I mean, I think at some point somebody's got to reach out to him and say, like, he's a historically bad three-point shooter for the volume of three-pointers that he takes. God. And the and San Antonio has been begging him to take three pointers in the fourth quarter, and he obliged all the way up till Game Four. So I, I I'm hoping I you know I'm I'm projecting a little bit here, but I'm hoping that he's uh, wanting what's best for his his team, which is let KD be the guy in the fourth quarter. Let me do my best to put all my guys in the best position. You said a whole bunch of names there in the third quarter that really did change yeah. the, the tenor, the direction. I thought that the Spurs were going to win game four all Me the way too. up until Durant started making crazy Durant shots you in know, the fourth quarter. I thought somebody would write this yesterday and nobody did. It At some point during that second half, it started to feel like LeBron against the Cavs. I mean, I'm sorry, LeBron against Boston in 2010, game five, when it was two to two. Mm-hmm. And mm. the pressure of the moment and the possibility of his leaving, it kind of suffocated him in the crowd, and Boston beat them, and then they beat him in game six. Then the same thing mm-hmm. happened um, in 2014. The Spurs were way better, but I went to game four in Miami in the finals, and the Spurs were just housing them. And at some point, I remember, I think I said this on TV too. At some point, I remember look, the Miami fans were leaving, and I remember thinking, like, don't they realize this might have been his last home game in Miami? And there's certain times um, when you can kind of feel the history in the in the game as it's happening. And I felt that way with with Durant in that game, and he went the other way than LeBron did in 2010. It was like he was like he had a. I don't want to say he had an out, but. If the series had drifted a certain way and they lose in five and everyone blames Westbrook, it's a lot easier for him to leave. And I got the feeling from him in that game that he wants to stay and he wants to make it work in OKC and he wants to win the title there. And he just, the way he came through, I, it's weird, but it made me think he's not going to leave. Does it make sense? Well, I think I, I, there, there's still a million things that can happen in the next three games True. that may or may not affect his ultimate. Um, you know, decision on staying or leaving. But there ain't no doubt that he wants to win this year and he wants to beat the Spurs this year and he wants to, you know, propel OKC. He wants to take all the haters. Uh, I'll, I'll include me. I don't know if you were one. Um, that, that you know, criticize their fourth quarter performance all season long right. and say, hey, 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 hold on a minute now. I am I am a former MVP now. I might have been out for a little bit, but y'all, for, y'all forgot about KD. And he went out and put on like kind of a vintage, old-school KD performance. I went back and looked at the finals, the 2011-12 finals, because I was trying to think about the last time I felt like KD was the obvious, affirmative, uh, unambiguous alpha dog. And I think it was it, it was all the way back then. Um, well, his MVP but that's the season, best version. His MVP season, he had some regular season moments like that. Um it, it was everything I wanted from him. and It was everything I wanted from him. How about that as the cherry after the, the leg injury and all the, the doubts and questions we had? 
coming into this season. What are we going to get out of OKC yeah. this season? What are we going to get out of KD? And that was a, that was a cherry performance uh, How about, we had um, Sunday night. Couple couple of the shots he hit with Kawhi just in his jersey, basically. Um, the runner, Incredible. the runner on the baseline, the running floater, one handed ten footer that he threw like twenty eight feet in the air, and it just mo- it moonballed it, in. I, it it was only, outrageous. Well, we you need to come up with something that describes his physical traits as as you know. Uh, um, conquering the sharktopus because when Durant, all seven feet of him with his arms, you yeah. know, another four feet long or whatever, he's he's like eleven feet tall when he's when he's taking those shots. They're, he's literally unstoppable and probably the only dude on the planet that that uh, Kawhi can't get in front of with that with with that. Yeah, sharktopus, his tentacles need to be like two inches longer. Durant can just basically he has like an inch to shoot over him every time. Unless, unless uh, right. Kawhi's in his face, but he, he's making them work for it. There, there were a couple unbelievable athletic moments in that game. One was when they had a, it was a steal, and OKC had a two on one. They showed this replay, um, kind of a wider shot. Westbrook's on the left wing. Durant has the ball on the right side, and Kawhi's the only guy back. And even though everyone's going full speed. Westbrook is like it's like he had a jet pack. I I think he's the fastest guy in the history of the league. I was really thinking about this. I was like, is there ever been a faster guy than Westbrook? He's so my boy here is pretty fast. My boy Johnny oh, Wall is pretty good. fast. But who would win a race with them? Uh, I I don't know who would win the race, but I know that that um, Westbrook's dunk at the finish would would be a lot more. You know, rim shattering than my boy Johnny Wall. So yeah. Westbrook's going. He's running like a three nine forty. He's like Usain Bolt, and Durant passes it to him, and Sharktopus comes out and just basically grabs the ball. It was grabs like, the ball. The whole play was like, oh my god, how are, how are we members of the same species of human? These guys are. In, <laughs> we're not. We're who, not. Who are these we're people? Not. It's a reminder. We're not. Yeah, uh, I think the big winner of this series has been Adams. Adams. Um, somebody said I think Shaq said Adams was the best center left in the in the playoffs. And I'm like, no, he's not. And then I'm thinking about, it, I was like, oh my god, he is he's, might be the best center left in the playoffs because well, Valen- Valanciunas got hurt. I like um, him more than Valanciunas you know, anyway. Zach did a nice column. Zach Lowe did a nice column uh, yesterday about this play that that uh, OKC is now running for Adams. The thing yeah. that's curious, I would, you know, who I'm going to give runner up to for having the best. Uh, playoff so far, at, at least you know, um, performance in Game Four is is Billy Donovan. That he was, was great. That was a pretty pretty good game there in Game Four. But um, uh, that that Adams pick and roll with Westbrook is unstoppable. I feel like it's unstoppable. I feel like they can beat the Spurs with that play. Yeah. Well, Donovan because of Westbrook. Donovan. Uh... The ballsy, he did a lot of ballsy things in that game. He sat Westbrook for a tiny bit longer than I think Westbrook expected. And and I don't know I if he it. said to him, like, look, we're riding Durant, and if you start shooting, I'm going to take you out. Or if he just kind of let him sit there and soak in what was happening in the game and hoped Westbrook would trust the momentum of the game. I think game. it was the latter. You Might think Billy Donovan, I don't, you think Billy Donovan speaks to Russell Westbrook? Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think that maybe they haven't communicated once. Uh, but then benching Ibaka for Cantor, I thought I've been waiting for it. 
I don't. I think the Spurs have a real problem with Cantor. They especially, especially uh, with, on the glass. With, especially with the so there's the immensely curious way that OKC has neutered Ibaka. What the f happened to Ibaka? They've ruined his. I we Tate and I were talking about this the other day. I was saying uh, we were talking in the office yesterday that if OKC blows the series and Durant leaves. Like I really wonder, do do they? First of all, they should trade Ibaka. If you're Minnesota and you get like the sixth pick in the draft, I'm giving that up for Ibaka right now because he's become expendable oh on this OKC God. team. Are you kidding? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but totally agree with that. I I blame it's half him, and it's half just what he's been relegated to. I think they just tell him to freaking stand over in the corner, <laughs> stand 25 feet. So from weird, the basket. he's he's way out, way far away from the basket. It it seems like it it has altered. His confidence, it's totally. altered his sense of, of contribution, his role. But yet the point you were making was a, was a Cantor point. Cantor is an awesome offensive low-post presence. He has a whole bunch of shake-and-bake stuff. Yeah. No, not, not dream shake now. Let's not go crazy. But he's a very crafty low-post player with very good footwork. And I don't think OKC, their best, their best defender against that is, is West. I really do think that. Yeah, but that's that's great for Leonard's got to be out on KD or, or or Westbrook. That's great for OKC cause that, and that's why I think we're going to see Canner and Adams I agree. in crunch time because if if it's Canner and Adams versus West and Aldridge, especially well, one thing to watch with this series that I think is is super important is how these games are officiated. Yeah, it, if if you're allowed to be chippy and to really be physical. It helps OKC so much. And that's what game two and game four, the officiating lended itself to. Um, you can you can do a double elbow and LaMarcus Aldridge is back every time. Go ahead. When he's well, posting I, up, I hit like him that. in the back. When you could chip Kawhi coming preference. off any screen. Yeah, but that's great for OKC. And I think if you go into game five tonight and the refs are calling all the cheap stuff, that helps San Antonio. I also think like, that's the way to play San Antonio is to rough them up and be physical and, and just try to wear them down. Like what Donovan did with the pace in game four, I think really helped. I think that was part of the reason San Antonio is missing shots in the fourth quarter. Cause the speed of the game yeah. was the speed of the game was about a half second too fast for them. And it wore so them right. down. That's the that OKC's advantage resides in its athleticism. So the two ways for them to exploit that athleticism is being a touch more physical and a touch faster. And that's the best way for them to have success against the Spurs. All right, but wait and a second. Think about what Donovan, you just said that's there. That's the way they played it. Think about what you just said there. Their advantage is to go faster. And and they know that. But they have Russell Westbrook, whose disadvantage is <laughs> he goes too fast and can I know, completely I know where you're going. screw them up. So it's like... Yeah. And that's why this is I love this series so much. And I actually think Oklahoma City has a better chance to beat Golden State because of their speed and the fact that Golden State defensively you can score on them, you know? I, I yeah, think if I, I, I just don't think San Antonio's guards are, are good enough to make uh Golden State's backcourt work. And that's how you, you ultimately you're gonna that's why I think Cleveland I'm not. I'm not making history here by saying this. I think Cleveland has the best chance to beat Golden State because of Kyrie. If Kyrie just goes into one of those Kyrie hot streaks in the finals, and they have LeBron going and they're making threes, like that's a recipe to beat Golden State. You know, I'm rooting for it. 
I'm, that's that's the finals I want to see. I want the rematch. I want Cleveland to be healthy. I love you know I love Love with his uh, newfound confidence and his yeah. his role established. I mean, what you know? How about this Cleveland? How about Ty Lue? Speaking of, I like MVPs what I see from Ty Lue. This is a good recipe because when you're taking a lot of threes like this, all you're doing is making the games more random. If I'm Golden State, I'm like, oh no, Cleveland's going to take 33s a game. Just makes it more random because you're gonna have games where you go well, 15 also, for 30. Well, it also it creates it creates so much space for 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 LeBron to operate in. Yeah, it's such a a a, a, a nice um, you know direction for Cleveland to go in. It's it, it's a novel little thing that they've introduced at this point uh, in 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 the season, and I I'm 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 applauding it. Eight and zero Cleveland. That's my that's my that's my squad right there. Well, ultimately. Um, it makes me wonder if Blatt had just realized that Love should play at the five and they should spread out like this. He's still the coach. He never could figure out what to do with all the big guys. And the reality is that you spread out and shoot threes. This is what they should have been doing the whole season. I'm glad they figured it out. Finally, he had because it's been really fun to watch. He had 125 games to figure it out and he didn't. No, I know. Um, prediction for tonight. Oh my God. There it's in San Antonio, right? Yeah. I mean this could be this could be it for the for for the Duncan era if they lose this game tonight. I don't think they can wow. win a game six in OKC. Man, oh man. Not with Durant. I, hate, I, I don't hate, feel like I hate that was saying this. I don't feel like game four was a hot streak for Durant. I think this is who he's gonna be for the rest of the series. It doesn't mean that San Antonio can't win the series, but I think Durant this is this is gonna be a hot streak for him. A little reminiscent. You stole of, my point. Yeah, a little reminiscent. You stole my of point. Dirt. My point was the seventeen points that KD in the fourth quarter put up. That I feel like a continuation is coming. And what I really hate doing is uh, picking against Pop, picking against uh, Timmy, picking against Kawhi. But you know what? I'm picking against them. Wow. I like OKC tonight because I, I just that point you just made. I just think KD. You know, it's it's KD's back, and KD is is an MVP of the league, dude. Well, and not just that, but it's the right point of his career. It, it reminds me of Dirk in 2006 when Dirk had that freaking crazy hot streak that rode them into the finals until uh, the refs stole the uh, the finals from Dallas. But um, remember, Dirk had like I remember writing a column about him at some point during that playoffs. He had like this 10 or 11 game run. It was when they beat, they won game seven on the road in San Antonio. But even the round before that, all of a sudden he was like 30 plus a game. He's shooting like 55%. It was just, he was lights out every game. And I wonder if Durant, that's the point we're hitting right now. Now here's the catch. Westbrook could go 10 for 32 tonight and just shoot them out of the game and that, put them into a that's spiral. That's the caveat. Yeah. He can derail this whole thing. And, and I'll be, you know, I'll be on the Twitter tonight. Uh, I'll I'll do some the live Twitter. tweets while we watch this. We'll, Take, we'll like, see so what version Twitter. of <laughs> what else is it supposed to be called? Um, yeah, I'll be on that tonight, and we'll we'll know what version of Westbrook we have because that's that's my uh, my my caveat to my guess that OKC is going to pull it out tonight is Westbrook can derail it. The only other prediction I'm going to make, I think I think Duncan reaches back tonight a little bit. I think they need Duncan oh. to win this game. If they're going to play Adams and Cantor, I, we disagree on this. I like when we disagree. Everyone thinks we agree too much. I just disagree. Yeah, I think I they like need to call Duncan. The yes man. 
Well, you're a no man too. You're a yes man and you're a no man. You're Joe House. That's who you are. Don't let the don't let the haters get in your head, Joe House. I am um, I am a house I am the house man. Come on. Um you're the house man. Uh I think Duncan reaches back tonight. And I don't think they can win this series if David West is the crunch time guy. I just don't see it. I think it's a bad okay. match. This series is a bad matchup for him because it hurts them too much on the glass. So we will see. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Tim I want to forgot about Tim A gang. All right. So check out uh all the Ringers, uh, new podcast. You got to subscribe to Keeping It 1600 and The Watch. I made a special appearance on The Watch yesterday to talk about my uh, new favorite movie on Netflix that I stumbled into thanks to my buddy Jeff Gallo. And it was one of the best horror movies I've seen in 10 years. Uh, what so, is it? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. You have to listen to The Watch. I need, I'll listen to the pod. Listen yeah, to The Watch. We'll talk about it in the first four minutes. Uh, I have two BS podcasts coming up later in the week, but if you missed last week, we had David Chang. I know that that pod made you hungry, House. Oh, my God. I had to rush right over to Momofuku for lunch. Do you know that after that podcast, he took me to Koreatown, and uh, and me and him and, and our buddy Chen, we made love to a giant Korean barbecue stew. That was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. It was so good, and... I feel like I've missed the boat on Koreatown. I'd like to apologize to Koreatown for not going there enough and not eating their food because Koreatown is unbelievable, and I've completely botched this. I've been in L.A. since 2002. Uh, my apologies to Koreatown. I plan on eating more of your food over the next five years because it is delicious. Well, you know who's coming out to California. You know who's going to be in L.A. next week. What? A, what yeah, a Joe, House. Joe House. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take you to Koreatown. Yeah, come on. And don't and also uh the Michael Rapport podcast that we did last week was one of we had a good run of BS podcasts, so just uh uh-huh. check out some of them. Rapport was Rapport's Prince tribute and talking about Prince and Matt Dillon being stickmen, just incredible all the way around from. Uh Joe House, thank you. Don't forget Joe House has his own golf podcast and it is heating up in golf. Things are heating up right now. Shaq House. We recorded Jeff, Jeff Shackelford and I getting together tonight to pump out our preview of the players. The players. Uh, which kicks off Thursday. We're going to make some picks. We're going to talk about uh, the course. We're going to talk about some other fun stuff, maybe some wagerings that might be out there. Well, we but, should yeah, mention Shackelford, you. Shackelford, look for it. It'll be out tomorrow. I mean, you basically gave everyone the Masters champion. Right? I did give the Masters champion 50 to 1 to Annie Willett. I did give yeah. that out. I, so we I put it on the Twitter. We have the Players Championship, we have the U.S. Open. We have the PGA, we have the Ryder Cup, we have the Olympics, all coming up. This is really why we created the Shack House Podcast. So subscribe to that and uh, enjoy the hoops tonight. I'm super excited. We're in a nice little basketball run right now. Thanks for listening to the Ringer NBA show. Thanks for Joe House. Thanks to Tate. And uh, thanks to Joe Fuentes. And we'll be back later this week. 